As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're taking a look at Guy Ritchie's newest revenge film, Wrath of Man. You were in an accident. Mama, son. He didn't make it. I need to know kill my son. We've scorched earth. Always be a good boy. You started by saying you'd do anything. But what I'm hearing is, you think you've done everything. Don't ever play with guns. I can see it's gonna be a long night. It's gotta be an inside job. Plot follows H, a cold and mysterious character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week. Written by Nicholas Bucrief, Eric Besnard, and Guy Ritchie, and directed by Guy Ritchie, Wrath of Man stars Jason Statham as H, Holt McCallany as Bullet, Josh Hartnett as Boy Sweat Dave, and features Jeffrey Donovan, Scott Eastwood, Andy Garcia, and Post Malone. If you're new to Guy Ritchie's films, his filmography includes a number of British gangster movies that tend to reuse a number of the same actors in similar roles, but with different names. They include incredible movies like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and The Gentleman, and Richie has also done a number of remakes, including Aladdin Swept Away, and now a small French movie called Cash Truck. And as a fan, the now-retitled Wrath of Man was not a missable movie for me. So now we all know about Guy Ritchie, and by this point, we are all aware of Jason Statham and what he can bring to a movie. A gruff, raspy action star that is a believable tough guy, and Wrath of Man is no different for him. So, knowing who's behind this movie, I can truly say that you are going to get exactly what you expect. A heist movie with an emphasis on the action, and a tough guy British lead with a little bit of gangster peppered in. So if that sounds up your alley, then Wrath of Man is definitely for you. It is 119 minutes of double crosses, butt kicking, and coarse language. And that was exactly what I was looking for after a beautiful weekend of summer sun. While the movie does have some slow parts and other parts that are somewhat predictable, this movie does have a pretty interesting plot. Some of the acting is a bit spotty, as well as some of the dialogue, but at the end of the day, that isn't what I turn this movie on for. So if you're expecting a cinematic masterpiece that is going to sweep the Academy Awards, then you may want to skip this movie. But if you want a crime thriller written and directed by an expert on the subject with a believable lead, be sure to hit play as soon as you can. I give Wrath of Man a B+. With the weather looking good, you should do the same. Hit up Nick at Swish Barber Shop by dropping in at 844 St. Mary's Road or book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with the release of the title of the next Aquaman movie. If that's not good enough, 
and screw you. Director James Wan posted an Instagram post from a production meeting that reveals the title for the upcoming sequel, which is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. He tagged the photo, The Tide is Rising, which who knows what that will bring. Jason Momoa is returning to star in the sequel, which is being directed and produced by James Wan with David Leslie Johnson. Despite repeated rumors that she will not be returning, it is expected that Amber Heard will be reprising her role as Mara, and it was announced earlier this year that Pilo Asbeck from Game of Thrones has signed on as well. The now-titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will hit theaters on December 16th of 2022. Scott Cooper's The Pale Blue Eyes, which already sees Christian Bale cast as a veteran detective tasked with solving a series of murders that take place in 1830, has officially found its Edgar Allan Poe. Harry Melling, probably best known for playing the role of Dudley Dursley in the Harry Potter movies, has signed on to play the poet. Melling will play a younger version of the author, while Scott Cooper will both direct and write the project based on a novel of the same name. The Toxic Avenger continues to wrap up actors for its upcoming reboot, with Peter Dinklage already having signed on to star. The cast expanded a little bit with the signing of Kevin Bacon as the film's villain. The official synopsis for the project goes like this, a contemporary reimagining of Troma Entertainment's successful 1984 low-budget action comedy hit. The Toxic Avenger is steeped in environmental themes and subverts the superhero genre in the vein of Deadpool. When a struggling everyman is pushed into a vat of toxic waste, he's transformed into a mutant freak who must go from shunned outcast to underdog hero as he races to save his son, his friends, and his community from the forces of corruption and greed. What are we going to do about John Wick? John Wick 4 continues to add to its cast, which already includes Donnie Yen, Shamir Anderson, and Japanese-British pop star Rina Sawayama, with the signing of its Bill Skarsgård. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the dancing clown. While no character details have been released for Skarsgård's character, Keanu Reeves is returning as the titular John Wick, and the film is being directed by franchise mainstay Chad Stileski, and will be in theaters on May 27th of 2022. In the rumor mill, Elijah Wood, who's apparently a massive horror fan, is looking to make another reboot of A Nightmare on Elm Street, as well as the desire to take on Stephen King's Children of the Corn. While speaking with ComicBook.com, Wood said, quote, We personally have talked a lot about internally Elm Street and how incredible it would be to play in that universe again and see the universe, to see Freddy Krueger and just that concept to be explored again. He went on to say that I know that there's already a remake coming out, but we still really love Children of the Corn. I feel like that would be an exciting thing to, from the ground up, take it from the novel, not remaking the movie, but actually take the short story and flesh that out in a more interesting way. While this does remain a rumor, it is likely as Elijah Wood does have both the star power and the money to back up these projects. It's also being rumored right now that the Farrelly brothers are set to produce a sequel to the 1996 movie Kingpin with Village Roadshow Pictures. As of right now, it's unclear if the Farrelly brothers are going to be back to direct the project or be involved with its screen play, but it should be noted that they did not write the original movie as it was written by Barry Fanero and Morton Nathan. It's also unclear if right now Woody Harrelson or Randy Quaid would return to their roles or Bill Murray, who played bowling legend Big Earn McCracken in the film. Yeah, I hope you don't mind. I got up a little early, so I took the liberty of milking your cow for you. Yeah, it took a little while to get her warmed up. She sure is a stubborn one. Whew. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. This is certainly a project that I will be keeping my eye on. Here's a name you haven't heard of in a while. Hello, my name is Simon. I like to do drawings. 
Mike Myers has officially begun production on his upcoming Netflix series called The Paneverit. The show, which was created by Mike Myers, will be directed by Fleabag's Tim Kirkby. The series asks, what if a secret society of five men has been working to influence world events for the greater good since the Black Plague of 1347? It will follow one unlikely Canadian journalist who finds himself embroiled in a mission to uncover the truth and just possibly save the world himself. Remember, the Paneverit must never be exposed. In addition to Mike Myers, it was announced that the series will also star Ken Young, Keegan-Michael Key, Debbie Mazur, Richard McCabe, and more. I should also mention that Mike Myers will be playing seven different new characters. Look at the size of that boy's head. Shh. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Shh. You're gonna give the boy a complex. In the world of Resident Evil, which is also coming to Netflix, Stars. the television series officially released its cast. The series will star Tamara Smart, Adeline Rudolph, Paola Nunez, Rizal Janik, Ella Belinsky, Sienna Agudong, and of course, Lance Reddick as series mainstay Albert Wesker. The series will follow Wesker's daughters as they move into Raccoon City. It will also feature a second timeline well over a decade into the future where there are less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. Earlier this year, CBS made the choice to move several of their shows to the Paramount Plus streaming service, and those included Evil, Seal Team, and Clarice. While both Evil and Seal Team made the shift with no issues, the negotiations for Clarice to make the move were not so smooth. The show, which takes place a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs, takes a look at the untold personal story of FBI agent Clarice Starling as she returns to the field and tackles new cases. Deadline has been reporting that the talks between the streaming service and co-producer MGM have reached a stalemate which has effectively ended the series. Over at Peacock, a series based on 2012's hit movie, Ted, has been given a straight-to-series order. Her weed is really good. Reminds me of the strain I smoked last summer called Here Comes Autism. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's sort of like this other batch we had called How Long Has That Van Been There? No, it's this new strain my dealer gave me called Help Me Get Home. You know, I'm surprised a lawyer like you gets high. I mean, aren't you supposed to be fighting the war on drugs and all that shit? McFarlane is currently negotiating to reprise his role as Ted, but as of right now, there are no plans for Mark Wahlberg or Mila Kunis to reprise their roles. This should come as no surprise, considering both Ted and Ted 2 have combined for a total of more than $750 million worldwide. While Todd McFarlane's big screen Spawn reboot remains in development, he is looking forward to expanding the franchise with a new TV series. It has officially been announced that McFarlane has partnered with Whip, the studio behind HBO's Mayor of Easttown, to develop a Sam and Twitch premium TV series. The series is being developed and executive produced by Jason Smilovich and Todd Katzberg, the pair behind Epix's Condor TV series. As of right now, no studio or streaming service is attached to the Sam and Twitch series at the moment, and it would seem that Todd McFarlane is hoping to launch a Spawn cinematic universe. The creator had told The Hollywood Reporter that Blumhouse Productions, who are producing the big screen Spawn adaptation, will soon be seeking a studio to partner on the film. The movie is set to star Jamie Foxx as Spawn and Jeremy Renner as Twitch Williams, but given how long the project has remained in development hell, I will continue to hold my breath. In the land of Marvel, The Good Place's Jamila Jamil has signed on to play the role of Titania, a Marvel supervillain with strength to rival the She-Hulk herself. She-Hulk will center on Jennifer Walters, a lawyer and cousin of Bruce Banner, who inherits his Hulk powers after receiving a blood transfusion from him. However, unlike her cousin, Jennifer is able to retain much of her personality, intelligence, and emotional control when she transforms. She-Hulk will be played by Tatiana Maslany, and she will also join Ginger Gonzaga and Renee Elise Goldsberry, as well as Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner and Tim Roth as the Abomination. 
And finally, in the land of Star Wars, Liam Neeson revealed on Jimmy Kimmel Live that he will not be appearing in the upcoming Star Wars series Obi-Wan Kenobi because he hasn't been approached. That said, it would come as no surprise if Neeson was lying and would be reprising his role as Qui-Gon Jinn. Speaking of reprising roles, it has been confirmed that Forrest Whitaker will return as Saw Gerrera in the upcoming Star Wars Andor series. The series, which will follow Diego Luna's character Cassian Andor from Star Wars Rogue One, has been in production for a number of months. Andor is expected to debut on Disney Plus sometime in 2022. And finally, in regards to Book of Boba Fett, which will star Tamora Morrison reprising his role as the bounty hunter, Morrison seemingly confirmed that the series will show his past and where he's been since The Empire Strikes Back. It stands to reason that we will finally learn where Boba Fett has been and how he escaped the Sarlacc Pit. The Book of Boba Fett, which also stars Fennec Shand, played by Ming-Na Wen, will debut on Disney Plus in December of 2021. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC. And as always, you all right, Dave, or did you make poo-poo? <laughs>